Well, it's time for another chapter, the fourth chapter of our After the Fall series. And that talented traveling theatrical troupe returns. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. We're broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in lovely, wondrous, adventurous, supernatural, splendid West Virginia. With two tales today, one of theater and another after the fall. That talented traveling theatrical troupe in Summerstock. Summer is here, hot as fire, put on sunblock. Then head out to see some summer stock. That's the term for outdoor theater this season. It's a play, and it's fun. There's no better reason. To dust off the lawn chair, buy a ticket and go. Take in whatever endeavor these players do show. That talented traveling theatrical troupe, one of my favorite of all dramatic groups, has for two months put up the tour van to settle in one town, that is the plan, and perform a variety of shows and repertory. Here's to an artistic and critical success story. You have three shows to choose from. Don't delay. Tickets are selling out each and every day. Love and Imagination is Shakespeare's theme of classical play A Midsummer Night's Dream. There's Puck, the mischievous fairy, whose meddling affairs causes all kinds of problems with two human couples' pairs. One character, Bottom, provides much comic relief. When his head turns into a donkey's, good grief. Perhaps you'd prefer some tunes, a musical. In that case, I'd suggest one called Seussical. That brings the world of Dr. Seuss books to the stage. Everyone loves those. They're great, no matter your age. For we grew up on Horton Hears a Who. And many, many more, Seuss wrote a slew. If a bookworm you be, like me, and classic literature hits the spot, there's a play based on Little Women by Louisa May Alcott, following four sisters as civil war ravages our nation. Its themes, women's rights, and familial dedication. There's no better tale of coming of age, and this one's a real delight on stage. Treat them well, applaud loudly, and tell all your friends. At the Summerstock Theater, the fun never ends. There's nothing else quite like the show under the open sky. You should go, trust me. You should give it a try. Coming this fall... In October, that talented traveling theatrical troupe returns to the road in a slightly shivery 
somewhat scary, terrifying tale of your Halloween-themed spooky stage favorites. Stay tuned. Break a leg, troop. We left off our After the Fall series with part three a month ago. So let's waste no time in getting to our fourth chapter. After the Fall, part four. We figured we had to be close. Sure enough, day four was the day. The good news was we found Zara. The bad news was she was surrounded by ten, maybe fifteen zombies. Zara was perched in a tree. The zombies surrounded her. Zack went into battle weapon mode. An axe in one hand. The three ninja stars ready to hurl rested in the other. I struck what I hoped to be an intimidating karate position. The zombies turned. One after another, staring blankly at us. Stop, Zara commanded. Put your weapons down, Zack. And you... She was pointing at me. Stop doing whatever it is you're doing. When I first saw Zara in the tree, surrounded by zombies, I assumed she had climbed it, trying to escape. But now that didn't seem to be the case. The Zs, as she called them, circled Zara, more like a group of students would around their teacher. Less like a bloodthirsty cult surrounding its prey. Zara's ability, mind control, had come in handy when she was kidnapped. Whatever plans the zombies had when they hauled her off, away from the camp that night, had been foiled when Zara worked her magic. It's something she'd tried to do when we were on the run. Of course, there were hundreds, thousands of zombies, Zs, then. Apparently, manipulating the minds of a few zombies at once is doable which is why it worked in the camp at the northernmost point of Cabell County. Zara led a round of introductions, which was weird. I was thankful to have dinner alongside these Zs, and not being dinner for them, but still the conversation lagged. I thought Zack and I didn't have much in common, but we seemed pretty close now by comparison to the awkward silence that filled the air between me and a bunch of zombies. I mean, how in the world am I supposed to carry on a conversation in this scenario? They're not really zombies, Zara explained to me and Zack. Zombies are undead, corpses brought back to life. These people are very much alive. Zack responded, When we were running for our lives a couple weeks ago, they sure seemed like every zombie I've ever seen on TV before. We found this note. I showed it to Zara. I hoped somebody would. They're under a spell. You could tell Zara had been dying to tell somebody about this. It was intentional what happened. It was planned. These people didn't have a choice. Their fate could have just as easily been yours or mine. So what do we do? Zack asked. I know who's behind all this, 
They call him Cruz. Works for somebody named X. We're going to track them all down and end it. End it all. End of part four. And that is the end of this week's episode, listeners. Speaking of series, our space ranger Cletus Cavalier will return soon. And there's more after the fall right around the corner. In the meantime, have a wild and wonderful and weird and fun and creative week. Take a walk. Read a book. Soak up the summer sun. Be good to each other. Be helpers. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a bat. Or a blob. Or a hot dog. Or a bug. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.